How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. New England has no timeouts remaining. 23 seconds to play and the Jets are going officially now to the AFC Championship game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Half of what you see and none of what you hear. Keith McPherson on the fan, checking right back in. I don't have that much time left, but we will hit the NFL conversation and I'll give you my picks before we're done. But man, I'm listening to uh, Evan and Tiki today. And when they start going in on this whole bracelet thing, I'm just like, this is so stupid. And I'm an internet guy. If you don't know anything about me before I got to WFAN radio, and actually use my college degree in radio and television communication, I was working in New York City as a social media manager. So I worked at MTV, I worked at Fubo TV, I worked at Rock Nation, and I worked at John Boy Media for a little bit behind the scenes, putting out tweets, putting out Instagram content, editing videos, writing copy, um, you know, doing that type of stuff for, for years from about 2015 to 2021. So I understand how the machine works. I understand that people are trolling all the time for clicks. I understand, like I just said, believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. Like, <laughs> you can't, can't be so gullible. And, of course, Sean Morass comes in with this whole thing about the bracelets so he can do a rant about, oh, we get three hours to watch football. Can we have anything? I'm like, this guy is such a clown. So Connor Hughes Went to my university, Connor Hughes, who covers the Jets, covers the Giants for SNY. We're both Monmouth University guys. And I'm talking to him today. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're joking. We're laughing. And he's like, yeah, I went to college to break news like this, like to, 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 to calm people down, to tell people like this stupid stuff is not real. And so he's the one that came out with just sources. The NFL and the Jets are not giving out friendship bracelets to Chiefs fans attending Sunday night football. That's not happening. So I'm talking to him uh, via DM, and I'm like, dude, when they started getting upset on air over that, I'm like, come on, guys. Morash, you got to do better. You're the producer. You're you're bringing in things from the internet to talk about on the show. Evan knew right away. Evan was saying from the beginning, I hope that this is fake. I hope that this was fake. But, like, obviously it's fake. Do you guys not go to games? Do you not know how giveaways work, promotional giveaways? They don't just come up with promotional giveaways two days before the game. And why in the hell would there be a KC, Kansas City friendship bracelet inspired by the friendship bracelet that Travis Kelsey gave Taylor Swift? Why the hell would they give that away in East Rutherford at a Jet game? It meant it made no sense. I, I, I'm like, this is so dumb. And so I'm talking to Connor, and he's like, yeah, I was talking to the Jets. 
And it sounded like YouTube had the idea and was going to pitch it to the Jets, maybe, but like there was zero chance that the Jets would approve it. I don't know how this became a thing. And then Ian Rappaport, I, I retweeted his tweet. He said, I have a lot of questions here, but no one thought this was a thing that would happen in real life, right? Yeah, they did. Right here on uh, Evan and Tiki on WFAN. Tom is in the Bronx on the fan. What's up, Tom? Hey, yo, what's going on, Kate? Um, so what? The Swifties are watching football. Everybody's involved. Um, just wanted to talk about the Jets, though. I mean, I, I, I called in uh, weeks ago and I said, I don't know what it takes to be a Jet fan, but I'm following Rodgers as a Packer fan. Okay, and so I found out what you're a Packers I found fan. Found out what it takes. Yeah, I found out what it takes to be a Jet fan. Uh, enduring misery um, is 100 percent the answer to that question. Oh, the pain, a disaster all the time. Now they're they're running that Larry David episode where the guy um, talks about he can't take it anymore watching the Jets, and uh, the guy dies or whatever, like takes his life because he can't watch the Jets anymore. Obviously, it's not that drastic, but man. Like, it is crazy what the Jet fan has to endure year after year after year. And this was supposed to be the year, and it's like, uh, it's still snowballing. And Rob Sala comes out and says, we're not the same old Jets. It's not going to snowball. Yes, it is. You're not powerful enough to stop that. You're not powerful. I heard that he bought the whole team ice cream, so he's got that going for him. I Zach, think supposedly going Zach Wilson bought the whole team ice cream. Like, damn. That's where we're at. You know what they would they would do? They you know, uh rainy day at camp when we didn't get to play. Okay, we're gonna have uh you know indoor ice cream to cheer everybody up. These are grown men. This is the NFL. I mean, who don't like ice cream though? But regardless, um <laughs> you know what was nice? Like you're a Dallas fan, I was a Packer fan, like the solace of enjoying football outside of the tri state area. I'm now a part of the tri state area football frenzy, and these people are insane. These jet fans have no cut like they are yeah, full tilt. I, I had a miserable baseball season and I'll have a mid average Cowboys season. Cowboys will still win over ten games, probably go to the playoffs and, and lose in the first round. But I'll take that. I'm I have fun on Sundays for the most part. I'm glad I'm not yeah. sharing in the misery of the, the Jets and what's about to be the Giants as well. Oh, misery's the key. But um the thing is it's like, you know, you gotta be one my my uh my grab at, at fandom was that you can only be one diehard fan so uh i think we both would probably pick yankees yeah the why? yankees are why? just like it's, it's just a different thing for me with the yankees uh i'm i am a diehard yeah. yankees fan i died hard this year i mean how how diehard of a cowboys fan can you really be at this point um and i'm i don't no, live i don't yankees, live there so. like i go to yankee stadium i'm i'm on the fan uh it's it's way different Yankees then, now, forever, right? But now, for once, we have Die Hard. Died Hard in one season. Uh, I'm 32. I think you're about 35 or so. We died hard once, right? Like, that ain't so bad. Yeah, it's so, just different, right? Because, you know, dying hard in Game 7 or Game 6 of the ALCS or getting swept out of the ALCS, that's a different feeling than, than like, dying hard in July. I died inside when they lost to the Colorado Rockies that Sunday in Denver and blew that game. CJ Crone hit that grant. I'm just like, I could, I, I, yep. I, like my wife had to pull me out of it. It's a Sunday. We're supposed to be having a little Sunday family Sunday. Uh, and I was, I was, I sunk in myself. Punching holes in the wall. I was right there with you, pal. But I mean, like, you know, dying hard is a constant existence for these jet fans. 
It's all and it is. I don't, <laughs> it's just, I don't, that, that is all it is, is pain. I don't think it's I don't think it's Wilson's fault. To be honest with you, I mean I watched that one drive he had in the fourth quarter. <laughs> he sucks, but like he sucks because of how they mismanaged him, how they didn't develop him. Thanks for the call, Tom. I just gotta get through these calls. It'll be two o'clock soon. Vince is in Rockland. Vince, you're on the fan. Yes, hi. Um so my take of the Yankees is that they're not going to go anywhere unless they change their philosophy. If if they can't get rid of uh, Cashman, they have to. Hal has to at least take over some of the decision making now and change this philosophy with their analytics department, with their obsession with launch angle, exit velocity, and get more involved with who they're who they're getting in these. I mean, they he's been terrible on. A lot of a lot of misses, and we all know them. And it's just they, I, they keep coming back. Like they're gonna roll Frankie Montas out there tomorrow for an inning or two, and we're all gonna think about, wait, why is this guy even here? Oh yeah, like I just yeah. said, they defaulted into trading for him. They traded young pitching depth away for him, and yeah. he was never good. And they defaulted into that because they didn't want to give up the prospects to get Luis Castillo. Okay, then don't go make another deal that's just a a subpar deal. Exactly. I mean, and like I said, I. I don't think Cashman's ever been that successful because I got to tell you, you know, in the nineties, that team was built by G Michael, Bob Watson. Right. Don't we all know it? It's starting to wear off. You know, Vince, it's starting to wear off. It's like you you can only, it's only so long fake thugs can pretend that's a rap reference, but like it's only so long you can live off of somebody else's work. It's only so long that you can pretend and fake it, you know, fake it till you make it. Like after a while, like, You've got to produce. You've got to. You've got to do it. And and he's he's hit on like I, I give him credit for some things, but even like I can't even give you credit for the two best players on the team. That's Hal's money. That's Hal saying yes. I will right. go. I want them. We will spend for them. Like and, you've missed yeah. on developing guys. You've missed on trades, de- uh, drafting guys. How come there's so many guys that have come in here and not been able to perform like a Joey Gallo, like a Sonny Gray? Yeah, and, and you know he 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 didn't want to resign Jeter way back in the day when this yeah, contract and was like up. It's, and that's what I'm saying. The fans are looking at him like, "What are you doing with our team?" Like, no, he he's just you know one one thing after another. He, you know, he 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 built a lineup uh, all right-handers in, in Yankee Stadium, which was ridiculous. You, you know, you you never had a successful Yankee team without left hand enough left-handed batters. He doesn't. He didn't have any. Yep. the The John Carlos Stanton move was redundant. We all accepted it because at the time we were coming off of the high of thinking we yep. were going back to the World Series, getting to Game Seven, and then they make a move to go get the NL MVP. But when you actually looked at it in baseball terms, we had a right fielder in Aaron Judge, who hit over fifty bombs, who was a right. big muscle bound guy, right? Younger right. as well. Why'd you? I, I don't know. You doubled. You doubled up on the they same position. Yeah. It wasn't a need. They got away from what what made them what made them great, and I have to tell you, you know, and and you know, God rest his soul. But George Steinbrenner, you know, I lived through the 1980s, and he was trading prospects left and right. He was too, and he was on the other end of the spectrum. He was too impatient, you know. Right. He was he was he he wanted to get rid of uh, uh, Bernie Williams. He wanted Mariano. to get rid of, uh, Mariano and Pettit. So, you know, you can't go back and say, well, if George was here, things would be But different. at least he had the fire in him where it he meant did. something, he where he wanted to win and, and wouldn't wouldn't stop until he won. That's true. And, uh, 
You know, that that's the thing. He wasn't a baseball guy necessarily, but he was a fan. So that fandom, that 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 desire to win came into play. Now, I don't think Hal Steinbrenner can go and, and just make the moves above Cashman's head. He needs Cashman because Cashman is the baseball guy. But what he's got to realize when this audit comes through is that a lot of these decisions and a lot of these mistakes that have brought the Yankees to where they are consistently coming in second and not even second. Like, he, t- he said he doesn't want to be runner-up anymore. Runner-up would be losing the World Series. You haven't gotten to a World Series. There's right. really one guy to put the micro- microscope on, and you don't have to look that long. Thanks for the call, Vince. Just got to keep it rolling. Tom is in Bergen County on the fan. Go for it, Tom. Hey. <clears throat> How you been, Keith? Good, good. good. To talk to you again. Thanks for calling. Um, yeah, man. Just as far as Cashman goes, I mean, let's not forget when he – was challenged with the judge decision. He's wrong. Like he's wrong. He could have had judge earlier. Like he, he, even the one guy we have, he's actually wrong on. Like he could have had him earlier for cheaper. Yeah. When he was rookie of the year, when he burst on the scene as the face of baseball, won the home run derby. He's on the cover of MLB, the show, lock him up for cheap. And he didn't do it. He gambled and lost. And yeah. so we still have the guy. So it's almost like we forget, like, oh, we have Judge. No, 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 no. Cashman lost on Judge. Yes, we have Judge, but he lost. As a business decision, he lost. He lost on that guy. And that, you know what I mean? Like, those those are the kinds of things. It's like, you know, let's let's be accountable for these decisions. Yeah. Hal Steinbrenner's you know, going to look at Johnson, him and say, hey, man, um, maybe we could have got – Judge for $80, $90 million less. <laughs> correct, correct. And the, I, I brought Randy Johnson and Kapavano and Kiyagawa. And they're, they're the guys that they're under Cashman's accountability. Jacoby Ellsbury. And, uh, oof, oof. <laughs> you know, and even Cano, you probably could have got Cano. For, they wanted the one or two more. Obviously, that looks bad. But it looks like, grown. I mean, I was upset. <laughs> I was upset to see Cano go. I was upset. But, I, I did. I, you I, know, when the PEDs and him kind of falling off uh, a cliff, performance-wise, it but, made him look good. But ultimately, but, but, Tom, but, they, they yeah. have not been able to get back to a World Series, which is literally what they are founded on. Every spring training, we hear these players talk about World Series, title, parade, winning a championship. And Keith, the 60 to $80 million that we just spoke about that could have been saved on Judge could help the team do exactly what you just said. And Cashman made a wrong decision, and that's costing the team $68 million. Yeah, made a lot of wrong decisions. To go with Judge. To go with Judge. To Aaron go with Hicks. Judge, to oh, yeah, him. we're going to trade for Aaron Hicks, and we're going <laughs> to extend him. We're going to give him $70 million. We're also going to try and get in front of Luis Severino and extend him. Severino was hurt. And it's like, man, like th- those are gambles, right? You thought you were getting cute. You thought you were doing what the Braves were doing, the way that they locked up Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzie Albies and Michael Harris II. Those guys are studs. And you, you locked think, up the guys that end up being bums, being hurt. And tonight, you thought Carlos Rodon was vice president to Garrett Cole, and it was a dud. It was a bad I, I, look uh, It's so disappointing. It's, signing. it's so disappointing. It's, it's one thing to signing. suck. Like, Sevy sucked, and he was accountable. He said, I'm the worst pitcher in baseball right now. I don't know what's going on. And he was this, our guy, and he was cheaper. This he guy, guy sucked and, and had an attitude with our rookie catcher and our pitching coach. 
And he's getting paid a lot more. He's getting paid way, way a lot more. Way more. 162 million versus uh versus 10 million and versus signed, uh, 40 million. And who signed him? Who signed him? Cashman went out there and signed him because he defaulted into it. The pressure was on. You've got Michael K out there saying, and Hal Steinbrenner's not done. They're not done. Wait till you see what they do next. There was nobody left on the board for them to go get. There was nobody out there. So they go and get Carlos Rodon, and we're thinking, all right, we'll take it. Yeah, this guy's going to be an ace next to Garrett Cole. And he was a dud year one, and we'll see what the next five years look like. Tom, thank you for the call. 877-337-6666. Time is burning on me. But we got to talk football. Talking about the Yankees, I cannot wait. I have not wanted a baseball season to end more than this one in my life. Usually we're playing in October. You don't want it to end. You're dreaming of getting to the mountaintop. This season, tonight reminded me again, sitting down to watch that game, thinking that, oh, these are the 105 lost Royals. They're about to roll them. It was just another reminder of where we are with these modern-day Yankees, and a lot has to change, and I don't expect it to change because there's this just overarching arrogance and this ego that they still are what they were in the late 90s and early 2000s and that they don't need drastic change. I actually was making parallels with the Jets this week, which is crazy because <laughs> the Yankees have won something, right? So when they kind of thumb their nose at you and they go in the media and they tell you Aaron Hicks is good to go and Josh Donaldson's going to have a bounce back year and, oh, yeah, Anthony Rizzo's in perfect health, you, you just take it. The whole piss on your leg tell you it's rainy thing. When the Jets go out there and tell you Zach Wilson is – the quarterback, he's unquestioned. Uh, he's our unquestioned quarterback one, and he gives us the best chance to win and that they're not signing a guy. Then they sign Trevor Simeon. It's like, oh, same old Jets. Francis in New Brunswick, New Jersey, you got it. What's up, man? All right, well, um, I put Francis on hold, and I think I had to dump that. Can I get in another call before we go to break? Mike is out in Brooklyn on the fan. Go for it, Mike. Um, oh, okay, Mike is there. All right, what's up, Mike? Hey, Keith, hello. Gotcha, yes. We had a little tech difficulties with uh, Francis or the last call, but you're live. You're on the fan. Keith, um, did you read the um, letter from Colin Kaepernick that J. Cole put on of course. Instagram? Of course. I just have a question about how much percentage-wise what you would – put on the spread of it being a football decision why he's not gonna really get a sniff versus him just being blackballed and in general and in particular it being woody johnson the mega donor to trump and you know uh diplomat there there is a zero percent chance that any nfl team would give colin kaepernick a spot on their practice squad zero percent chance any team not just the Jets. Zero percent chance. And, Understood. Why and why do you think that is? I think it's fifty fifty. Um between him being thirty six years old and not playing a live rep in the NFL since twenty sixteen and him just being a complete distraction and no one wanting that headache. And this ship sailing a while ago when he had a settlement with the NFL and they paid him millions. And then he made a Netflix documentary where he compared being into the being in the NFL to slavery. Literally lost me. I tried to watch that Netflix doc and it opened up 
with the NFL Combine being compared to slaves being measured height and weight to be sold off. Are you kidding me? I used to dream about being in the NFL. When I was a little kid playing football, playing Pop Warner, being a high school all-star, all-state, going to college, Division One, I wished I could have gotten into the NFL. You compare that to slavery, that changed your life. His, this guy's net worth is like $20 million and he hasn't played. So, no, to Colin Kaepernick, is, no. It's, it's, I'm so tired of it. I'm like, is this going to go on for another 10 years with Kaepernick? Because he's 36 now, and Brady played till he's 46. So, I guess every year that a team loses their starting quarterback, Colin Kaepernick's going to pop up in the media because it keeps him relevant, and it keeps the conversation going around a guy that was not even good when he exited. He was on the bench when he exited the league. When he took a knee, he was a backup. He wasn't a starter. Thanks for the call, Mike. 877-337-6666. I don't have time to waste on Colin Kaepernick. I did that a few nights ago. I read you a letter where he's talking about, I would wear it as a badge of honor to be your practice squad quarterback. You're not going to... The last thing I'll say about it is the same thing I, I said before. Right, The USFL and the XFL just merged. The AFL was around in like 2019. If you want to play football so bad, if you say that you're working out every morning from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. and you're trying to get back into the NFL, why wouldn't you go showcase your skills in one of those leagues that are working as like a farm league for the NFL? Right, I, I mentioned P.J. Walker from Elizabeth, New Jersey the other night. He played for the Roughnecks and then got into the NFL and played for the Carolina Panthers last year. He signed a deal with the Bears this year. They cut him, but he still was getting money off of that. If Colin Kaepernick actually wanted to play the game of football and not be a spectacle in the NFL, he would go play in the CFL because the Canadian Football League just actually claimed him. (laughs) The Canadian Football League, did you guys see that news around Colin Kaepernick? Oh, Colin Kaepernick sending... Uh, um, a letter to the Jets to be on their practice squad? Well, the Canadian Football League had interest in him. The BC Lions, a Canadian Football League team, placed a Colin Kaepernick, placed him on their negotiation list. What does that mean? It's like the waiver wire. So if Colin Kaepernick decided to play in the CFL, the BC Lions would have first dibs on him. He ain't going to play in the CFL. He ain't going to play in the USFL, the XFL, the AFL, or the NFL. It's done for multiple reasons. 877-337-6666. Let's take one more call. We'll break here. When we come back, I'll give you my picks and thoughts on NFL Week 4. My guy, Gary, in Nagatuck, Connecticut, on the fan. My man, Pots and Pans. Hey, I'll be your Huckleberry. (laughs) What's up, Keith? You know, talking sports. And uh, I could talk all the sports and take all the calls, and I wish I had more time. But you know what, Gary? Next week, there's no Yankee baseball, so 5-hour KM to AM start, and I'll be on at 7 p.m., and that's going to be fun. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Yes, sir. So I was just calling about the Jets quarterback situation. I called months ago about Baker Mayfield and said, Maybe he's an option. What is he now? Three and know? <laughs> he was never really an option because he was fighting to be a starter, and he's now a starter with the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's two and one. They just lost to the Eagles, but he's looked pretty oh, good. Um, he was he was fighting to be a starter. It's funny because I think he was competing with Kyle Trask, who was drafted in the same draft as the Jets' starting quarterback Zach Wilson, but a few picks 
after. I think in the second round, like 70 picks after. So my next question is, what, what do you think? Did the Jets just give up on this? Is this this is what they're going to do? They got Simeon. And Kyle the- Trask was drafted in the second round, 64 overall. He's definitely better than Zach Wilson, who was drafted in the first round, second overall. The Jets have, have given up. They put all their chips into the center of the table, right? They're in AC. They're down there at the table. Big bad Jets roll up. It's Rob Sala. It's Joe Douglas. And Woody Johnson sitting at the table. They're standing behind him. And Woody Johnson pushed all his chips in the table, and he said, Aaron Rodgers. And uh, the dealer said, okay, uh, first down, second down, couple plays, 75 seconds, fourth play. You lose all your chips, gone. Season, gone. And now all they're left with is a couple chips. Those chips are Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, and now Trevor Simeon they they found in in their back pocket. And that's not enough to win you any money. You're going to go home broke. Yeah, they they don't have any money or prospects to get another, you know, well, they're, they're definitely up against the cap. They've spent a ton of money, right? They spent a lot of money bringing in Aaron Rodgers' friends. Uh, Alan Lazard, uh, Randall Cobb, Nathaniel Hackett, their pen. Uh, it's it's a money thing, which is why they you know they didn't go and get a real backup because they could have signed a Gardner Minshew. They could have signed a, a, a real backup in the NFL. But what it is is it was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers, and they were so gung-ho on Aaron Rodgers. He was the face of everything. Hard Knocks was all about him. We talked him talked about him on the fan for six months straight every single day, and uh, he got hurt in, in the beginning of that game, and that was the season. So now they're defaulted into that terrible pick they made, number two overall, and the kid that they didn't develop and that they thought because he smelled Aaron Rodgers' breath for two months, he'd be an NFL quarterback. He's not, and that's just how the chips fall. It, it is what it is. It's 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 Zach Wilson, but if it was me and it was my career and my team and I was a head coach, I would give that kid a quarter to show me that he can get first downs, that he can move the ball. Second quarter, if you are if we're not scoring, if you are leaving plays out there, if you can't complete simple passes to open receivers, you're done. Tim Boyle knows the offense. I'd rather let the ship uh, sink with him. And then the next week we're getting Trevor Simeon ready to play in Denver against the team that he played for. And uh, we're, we're moving on from Zach Wilson because there are too many guys on that team that put their blood, sweat, and tears into being NFL players, and they wasted those guys' time last year. You can't do it again this year. Thanks for the call, Gary. 877-337-6666. My NFL picks for week four when we come back from this break. Go ahead and hit it. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Mic check one two coming through coming through. Let's do what we do. Let's make some picks. It was a football Friday. It's now Saturday. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll tell you what I think. I've been getting washed. Honestly, I need to stop betting. I'm down so much money. I'm not proud of it. I was telling you guys during the baseball season that I had like a little side fund. How my, like having a baby cured my gambling addiction. Also, gamble responsibly. If I'm giving you any advice. Delete the apps. Don't gamble at all. I deleted the FanDuel app, and I put it right back Thursday, seeing Lions, Packers. Stupid. I smoked like 100 bucks on that game just just being dumb. Just being dumb. <laughs> like, it's so hard not to, though. Like, I grew up in Jersey. We've been we, – we were betting – we had the app to bet, I think, since like 2017 or 18. And before that, I was betting with bookies as like a kid, as a college kid, high school kid. Um, it's not good. It's really bad. And I, I've, I've been jammed up. I've been in some bad situations. So for anyone listening out there, if you're thinking about betting, you're going to lose. You're going to lose way more than you're going to win. And, like, with it being digital, it's too easy to connect your bank account. And then you follow these accounts. Like, I, I do work with Bleacher Report. I know all the homies at Bleacher Report that run Bleacher Report betting. And they put out these, like, parlays where someone bets $10 and it turns into 2000 because they just get lucky. But sometimes I'm like, I think these are photoshopped, and I think these aren't real. Like, it never happens for me. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I have turned five into five hundred, or ten into four, five, three hundred. But man, I, I'm down like a couple thousand dollars just the first couple weeks betting on the NFL because you can't call it. The first two, three weeks of the NFL are preseason. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. But here we go. Week four odds. Atlanta Falcons at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have to bounce back. Speaking of nothing making sense, you can't let C.J. Stroud and the Texans come in to your building and beat you like that. They beat the brakes off those boys. They're returning kicks. C.J. Stroud is a rookie. Looks like he can play in the NFL, though. Zach Wilson's a third-year quarterback. C.J. Stroud's already better than him in his third game. Anywho. The Jacksonville Jaguars will bounce back. Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, that minus three is good. They're going to throw the ball. Desmond Ritter can't throw the ball. Um, I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars minus three in that game. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, number one. They might be this year. That's their little touchdown song that they play uh, down there if you ever go to Hard Rock. I went down there in 2015 and saw Tony Romo and the Cowboys beat them on Thanksgiving weekend. It was great. Um, nice. You got me a little NFL music. Is is that the music they play when they make their picks? So the Miami Dolphins are going to beat the Bills in Buffalo. I I love that it's plus three. If this was a January game, then I'd say it's going to be different because they'd have to deal with the snow and the elements. But the Dolphins have speed, and that speed kills. A lot of folks are saying that, like, teams that – you know, put up 70 points, which there's not many, but teams that put up ridiculous points, they usually have a letdown the next week. I don't think these guys will. I don't think Mike McDaniel and those guys are like that. Tua's out to prove something. He's trying to get paid this year. They have too many weapons. They can hit you in different ways. They've got fast receivers, running backs. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins plus three. If I were you, I'd tease that up a little bit too. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Houston Texans. Okay, now the Houston Texans go home. 
Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm completely biased. Kenny Pickett, that's my dog. Kenny Pickett is 10 years uh, my junior. I paved the way for him. I played quarterback in Ocean Township wearing number eight. He grew up and uh, put on number eight for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm riding with my dog. And that defense is crazy. The Steelers defense, I don't know if you've watched them. T.J. Watt, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers to go into Texas and beat the Houston Texans and make C.J. Stroud look like a rookie. Um, I think Andrew Filipponi had put out there the record for rookie quarterbacks against Mike Tomlin. It ain't good. Similar to how it ain't good against uh, Bill Belichick. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three there. The Los Angeles Rams at the Indianapolis Colts. Anthony Richardson is back from a concussion, but that offensive line of the Colts is banged up. Aaron Donald is going to be on his head. Inside, they're going to throw the ball around. The Rams, with I already mentioned Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua. I'm taking them with that plus one. They should be able to beat the Colts. Minnesota Vikings at Carolina Panthers. The battle of 0-4 teams, 0-3 teams. The Vikings obviously got to get a win here. They're minus four and a half. Going to face a Panthers team that will bring their rookie quarterback back in as well. I'm taking the Vikings to get their first win of the season in Carolina. We'll see what the weather's like. It shouldn't be rainy or anything. They should be fine. The Vikings need a win, need a, need a win, need a win, and they should be able to beat Carolina. But that is a sneaky play. If you're looking for a sneaky play, taking Carolina plus four and a half could be sneaky because it could be close. But I, I don't know. I, I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, they got a win by five. It is what it is. Miles Sanders, game time decision. I just heard in my ear. I don't think he'll be much of a factor, but either way, I'm taking the Vikings. The Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Bakers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are definitely going to beat the uh, Saints. There's a lot of revenge games this week, and Jameis Winston probably is motivated to beat his former team, but, man, he went into the game last week for Derek Carr, and they didn't score a single point. He is not Derek Carr. The Saints are favored at home because of that dome, but I think Tampa Bay, I'm taking them plus three and a half. I think they keep it close. Mike Evans versus Mashawn um, Lattimore. Um, that's always a good battle. As we proceed, the Washington Commanders versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are minus eight and a half. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. I'm waiting for the Eagles to have a letdown, but they're just, they're too stacked. They're going to be at home. Their fans are going to be doing that stupid chant song. I'm taking the Eagles minus the eight and a half. I know it's a lot of points, but I think they're going to get rolling. And They've got a good offense and defensive line, and that's where it starts and ends. The Denver Broncos versus the Chicago Bears. The other battle of 0-3 teams. Bums. But Denver should be able to go in there and beat Justin Fields and the Bears. The Bears are despicable. I'm taking them minus three. But watch, it's a close game, and they only win by one. The Baltimore Ravens at Cleveland Browns. The Browns' defense is incredible. Deshaun Watson is suspect. I can't root for him. Lamar Jackson, ah, it sucks. Rashad Bateman is out. Odo Beckham is out. Zay Flowers is a good receiver, but he's not there yet. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. I'm not rooting for him, but I'm taking the Cleveland Browns minus one and a half. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. The Bengals got their first win of the year, and I think they're going to keep rolling. And as long as Joe Burrow is good, they should be fine to go into Nissan Stadium and beat the Tennessee Titans by three. My cousin Evan McPherson will be doing the kicking, so they'll win by a field goal. I'm taking the Bengals 
minus two and a half. The Las Vegas Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know what's up with the Raiders, honestly. I don't think Devontae Adams wants to be there at all. Team he grew up rooting for. It's not so fun playing for him. Josh Jacobs has not been a factor. And Jimmy Garoppolo's mid. They're also dealing with all this Chandler Jones stuff. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to that Chandler Jones stuff. I don't even I haven't even brought it to the table to speak of, really. I'm taking the Chargers at home in front of no fans, but indoors in the lovely confines of SoFi Stadium to run it up. Austin Eckler was supposed to return. Waste of a fantasy pick, but I'm still taking the Chargers minus four and a half. New England Patriots at Dallas Cowboys. They're talking about Ezekiel Elliott's return. Will Greer knowing where the bodies are hidden. Yeah, those are two Dallas Cowboys that should know some uh, inside football, but Dallas has to bounce back, and they will get their O-line back, and I think they're motivated. I would just take Dallas' money line. I don't think they're going to cover that touchdown spread. It just, I don't know. I, they're they're fraudulent, man. I don't believe in them after that uh, Arizona game. I don't think they're going to come out and roll the Patriots. I'll just take the money line there. The Arizona Cardinals at San Francisco 49ers. Ooh, intriguing. I'm taking the Cardinals. I just think that 14 is a lot. It's a division game. The Cardinals have some confidence after beating the Cowboys. San Fran's been chilling since Thursday night football. Back-to-back home games. They're going to have to put up a lot of points. Brock Purdy, if they can get to him, they've got a decent pass rush. And Josh Dobbs and James Conner, they've been playing tough. Marquise Brown, that, that 14 is the biggest spread so far of this early season. I'm taking the Cardinals plus 14. They'll probably lose by 10. The Kansas City Chiefs. Taylor Swift in the building. All the hype, right? Uh, Don't fool yourself, man. There is no way that the Jets beat them or cover that nine-point spread. From what you've seen, just use your eyes. There's there's no way. Andy Reid and those guys are the defending Super Bowl champs for a reason. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in this league. That's why earlier I told you the only way they potentially win is if they get him out of this game. Do I want to see that? Hell no. I want Pat to play every game. Do I want to see anybody get hurt? No. It's a rough game, but it happens. And it happened last week, and it happened to him in the playoffs. He gets these little ankle tweaks, these little ankle injuries, and Blaine Gabbert sucks. If Blaine Gabbert's in the game, that's the only path to victory for the Jets. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Minus 8.5. They know the stage. They know everybody's watching. And they know that they can uh, put points up on the Jets' defense that the Dallas Cowboys scored 30 on. Monday night football, the Seattle Seahawks at the New York Giants. Tiki Barber called the Seattle Seahawks a peer-tier team to the New York Giants. I think that is incorrect. The Seattle Seahawks just came in at the number 10-ranked team in the NFL in the ESPN Power Rankings. I don't even know where the Giants were. They weren't close. Seattle has a lot of talent. They're getting Jamal Adams back on defense. Julian Love's got an axe to grind. Geno Smith also. I think the Seattle Seahawks come in there. Minus one and a half. I would tease that up if I were you. I'd get more points. What The Giants haven't been able to score that many points. The Giants don't even have that many yards on offense. Saquon is compromised. I don't know where they think this is going to be a close game. It's the only game on all eyes on the G-men, but I'm taking Seattle to go in there and win minus one and a half. If you put $5 on all my picks, that would win you $60,000. So that's definitely not going to happen. That's all I got for week four. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's take my last calls, and then we're out of here. John's in Brooklyn. John, you're on the fan. Yeah, how you doing, guys? My first time calling you, man. Hey, nice. Thanks. I I just wanted to let the Jets fans know that 
even if Zach Wilson wasn't quarterbacking, we still would have probably lost this game to the to the Chiefs. Like they're making such a big deal, and that's messed up. They, they already ruined this kid's confidence. He's done. Yeah, Aaron Aaron Rodgers would have lost to the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers might have beat the Patriots, but the Chiefs are no joke. There's a reason that they've won two out of the last four Super Bowls. Yeah, I know. So that's what I'm saying. They been to, this you know, kid. been to three Super Bowls in the last five years or whatever. Like, there's a reason. There's they have Steve Spagnola. Giants fans know him. Andy Reid. Everybody knows him. They their defense is better than people are giving them credit for. The defense is hard for any quarterback to to go up against. Yeah, I know. So that that's 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 first what I have to say. And, and, and as far as and then I just wanted to say for the Yankees and the Mets, man, this sucks. Not having no playoffs in baseball here, man. This like this is bad, man. Yeah, too it's much like, hype. I haven't had this, haven't had this in a while because I'm a Met and a Yankee fan, and you know, and now I'm like, damn, I gotta watch these other teams play. This is bad, man. This is horrible. Yeah, it sucks. You think? You think my question to you is, you think Aaron Boone is getting fired this year? No, hell no. No, he's too oh, comfortable. Man, he's go. He he does he's have to go. go, and 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 yeah. people act like oh. If if Boone got fired, another team would pick him up in the heartbeat. Yeah, maybe like maybe a bum team that's not gonna win anything, but he never managed anywhere else. Like people trip me out with that. He was handpicked by Brian Cashman to do his bidding. He had no manager experience anywhere else. And Aaron Judge loves him, but I'm so tired of the pet names and, and Aaron Boone being cool dad. We need an authority figure to be the leader of this squad, to tighten these guys up so that they don't go out there in the, like Glaber Torres and run in the outs on the base pass or do stupid stuff. Like, they, they need an actual manager to lead the way. Yeah, how about the Mets manager? You think he might get fired? Uh, I think he might get fired, and I think that would be a mistake. Yeah, that would be messed up, right? That's what I was thinking. Like, what, how my logic behind up? that is that Buck Buck came back for this last hurrah. This is his last gig. This is his last job as a manager in baseball. He's a baseball lifer. He's a smart guy. And this season is not on him. Now, if you put the talent around him, and if the leader of your team, the best player on your team, Francisco Lindor, loves him and doesn't want to see him go, I think that they should give Buck uh, the next two to three years until he's 70 and let him make the call when he wants to bow out. Now, if he has back-to-back clunkers, you got to fire the guy. But I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't look to get younger because the team is going to get younger. Yes. Another another question, too. Um, I don't know if you think, but my opinion was I thought that the owner from the Mets pulled the plug too early, man. I'm serious, man. And, and, and as far as I heard you one time, because, you know, this is my first time hearing you, but I heard you a lot of times saying, oh, he's learning the – the business, he came in. I don't, I don't, you cannot do that. You got, if you, cause you say he's being like the Yankees, he cannot do that. No, the but Yankees he can. Went the, he, the Yankees the, went, I the, know he could do that because he's the owner, but what I'm saying no, is. No, because of the money he, he has. He could know, do what, what he did. To, he could, he can afford it. Other teams could not I, do what he did at the deadline. No, no, I'm not, I'm not meaning by that because of the affording. I'm pretty sure all these owners could afford it. It's just about. No, you're not what understanding what I'm saying. Do. He basically paid guys to go away. No, no, I know that. That's what I'm saying. I know other owners will not do that. But my point is that I think he just gave up too quick. Like, for example, the Yankees, they not. Away what are, we, what are you talking about, bro? Like the look at the look at the complexion of the National League wild card right now. The Cubs at eighty two and seventy eight. 
they're not going to be in it. The Cincinnati Reds at 82 and 78, they're not going to be in it. The other high payroll, the 580 and 80 San Diego Padres just got eliminated tonight. The Mets are 72 and 86. The Mets, the know, Mets were not. The Mets are not gonna. If they stood pat with the team that they had, they weren't gonna be in it. If they made moves and were buyers at the deadline, they also weren't gonna be good enough to be in it. They're, they, they weren't. They, they, they didn't win a series in June. Because there was a lot of Mets fans like myself that we were like, man, this owner just put the plug too quick early. Because and that was a strategy. That was a strategy. Thanks for the call, John. I'll elaborate on it because I don't. I don't think you you really understand what happened, and that's okay. At the deadline, he said himself, we had pretty crummy odds. He's a businessman. He did the math. The math said that they had a 12% chance of making the postseason in July. That's not a good percent. 12%? If you get a 12% discount on something, you're not really running around celebrating it. So with a 12% chance to potentially make the postseason, he thought about all of his options. Steve Cohen can light $100 bills on fire every hour of the day for the rest of his life, and his life wouldn't change. He is the only owner that laughs at these contracts, that laughs at $43 million for an old pitcher like it doesn't do anything. So what he essentially did was say, I'm going to buy prospects. I'm going to trade these guys in these contracts, and I'll pay. I'll pay their contracts for them to go Back to Houston. Go to Texas. Tommy Pham, you're not making that much. Goodbye. Go to Arizona. Mark Canna, go to the Brew Crew. Have fun in the postseason. You guys can all go. And in return, I am going to replenish our farm system, which was lacking when I came in. Now we have top prospects. Now we have some guys in the future that we won't have to buy as free agents. Now we have guys that can fill in the blanks. Talented guys from age 17, 18, all the way to 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, waiting in the wings. All for money. He literally went out and bought prospects. So now the Mets have the best of both worlds. They have homegrown talent on the way, and then they have an owner that can go into winter meetings and laugh at all the other owners and say, oh, if somebody wants to come to New York, and play for the Mets, I can afford them. I can I can put the highest offer out for Shohei Otani. I can put the highest offer out for Yashinobu Yamamoto. I can probably go get Juan Soto over you guys. He gave up on this season too fast? You give up on this season so that all of the seasons that follow, you can be in contention. You can be a perennial postseason team. And that's what potentially will happen here for the Mets. I like what he did. At the time, I was laughing at it, but now that it's worn off a bit, and you look at look at all these different teams in play in the National League. Just look at your own division, which is going to be owned by the Braves. You have to challenge them. It was strategy. Hope is not a strategy. I love those two quotes from Steve Cohen. He said, hope is not a strategy, and I'm not going to put a team out there that's going to embarrass us. You never hear owners talk like that. Sorry, Jeff. What you got? You got it quickly. I, the back music's playing. I just realized the call was up there. No worries. Tell me something cool about the Cowboys. They're getting some of their offensive linemen back. They're at home, and supposedly they're pissed off about how they played in Arizona. So hopefully America's team versus America's team to laugh at. They go out there Sunday. They right the ship and get a win. But I don't think they're going to blow out Bill Belichick and those guys. I think it's going to be close. 
and uh, Mike McCarthy could get out coached. But the Patriots aren't good, so the Cowboys should win. Hey, everybody, have a good weekend. If you're in Wayne, New Jersey, come check me out at Dick Sporting Goods. Hoff's next. I'm out. Sports Radio 1019 FM. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.